tuning in to the online broadcast network. After Buzz TV, over 20 million weekly downloads in over 150 countries, and your number one source for after show entertainment. <laughs> TV, the destination for TV superfans, producing aftershows for over 300 of your favorite TV shows, interviewing celebrities and showrunners, and bringing you behind-the-scenes exclusives. All thanks to E! Entertainment's Maria Menounos, producer Kevin Undergaro, and internet leader Akamai. Now, let the buzz begin! Everyone, it's been a long hiatus over the summer, but once upon a time's after show here at After Buzz TV is finally back, and I'm Tiana Hobson back again once another once again for another exciting season here. Yeah. And joining me tonight, I have Hi, the team. lovely and beautiful Queen Elsa Keaton Markey. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so sorry. I need my fan. Where's my Beyonce fan? I need it with the music. I yes. need a fan. To blow my hair. Good Lord. I need my fans to what fix this episode. Chica. Yes. And we I'm also sorry, have man. the devilishly dark and mysterious mm. Marissa Serafini joining mm. us. Thank you. She's Hello, got, everybody. She's got yeah, her so, little, like, dark swan zip-up. Yeah, you like, should see the back of it. It's like yeah. a corset, and it's, like, see-through. It's oh, like, God, I'm on Ladies, this is a family show. I mean, but... <laughs> Hello, everyone. Marissa's on fleek tonight, y'all, yeah. so you should definitely check us out on YouTube if you're listening on iTunes, just to see how hot she looks. Um, We are talking about season five. Five seasons, guys. Five seasons. Isn't it for five years? Yes. We're here. We are actually talking about the show. I've been tweeting all day and tweeting all summer. I did a countdown for this show. That's like how excited I am to talk about this. And it's finally here on episode one, The Dark Swan, which... It says enough in itself. So let's just get into the episode. We're going to start with what's happening in Storybrooke, where everything picks up exactly where we left off in the finale. So you still have Hook and Regina and Mary Margaret and David and Henry standing around with a dagger like, huh? What? Like, Emma's just disappeared in a puff Say of smoke. What? Mm-hmm. Like, where, where is she? Sure. Very Storybrooke-like, you know? Yeah, very, very Storybrooke-like. Um, so we start off in... Everyone's like, okay, we have to find Emma. Hook tries to summon her with the dagger, and Regina's like, well, yeah, this will get her here from any corner of this world. Clearly, she's not here. We need to go find her. Um, they go to the sorcerer's apprentice. I almost called him the sorcerer, but I remembered nope. to put that apprentice <laughs> nope. in there. Um, and he gives them this wand. He's not looking too good. He's looking he's, rough he's been through a lot guys yeah he gave he basically gave them Hermione's wand with a brain <laughs> on the bottom of it like that's like literally all I could I was like I was like okay cool Hermione Hermione's connected to this wand okay why is there a brain that how, grosses me out how awesome would it be to interact with witches and wizards teenagers well, bring Hogwarts into this it would they don't be have the right awesome to that. <laughs> but it's also kind of weird because we don't see that many wands in this Blue has a wand. Blue has, Blue a, has wand, a wand, but that's the only one, so it's like all of a sudden there's two wands now and it's just kind of like, uh, okay, are we going to start making this super magical because I kind of like Ingrid the Elder uses. Wand. Ingrid had wand. Yeah, but that's what I'm saying. Like, we don't need wands because everyone just uses their hands here to like, you know, 
They're beyond Choke wands. people, yank out Frozen, cards. ice. Yeah, you know, I'm like, we don't need wands in this world, but okay, we have a wand. I and think it's that's gonna... also production costs, you know? It's yeah. like, it costs money for, for wands. Well, and I think the wand, <laughs> I mean, the wands obviously control more powerful magic because obviously the fairy blue, she has a wand, and that wand does a lot cooler things than just people can do with their hands. <laughs> like, think about it. A lot uh, more useful things. Yes, a lot more useful things. Sorry. I yeah. think we're so close. Okay. <laughs> I missed you too, kid. <laughs> You're here. Okay. So, <laughs> so the wand, she says, can open up a portal to go, but you need both light and dark, which is how the wand was forged in order for it to work. And Regina's like, don't worry, y'all. I got this. <laughs> and then we're all like, girl, no, you don't. You a good one now. Like, what you thinking? Like, bye, boo. Like, sorry, Felicia, but bye. So, it's been a really weird way. And and that's exactly what Hook told her. Yeah. Um, Mm -hmm. And Hook's like, look, you're too soft now. You've gone to, you know, the light side. We need someone who's more evil. And it's like, ding, ding, ding. Wicked Witch of the West is locked up in our basement, pregnant with Robin Hood's baby. Bet you forgot that, or you didn't. Can we just talk about? I did not can we, can we talk about angsty Hook? Like sexy angsty, oh, angsty. Wolf. Like damn, he is he is so much hotter. I didn't think he could get hotter, but when he is mad, I'm like, hello. But hi. It's, it was also you know pairing up with Regina. How freaking awesome was she tonight? She was amazing. I liked seeing Hook and um, Regina's kind yeah. of back and forth banter. And I was reading Guy on Twitter liner. before we got <laughs> on air, and some people were like, "Ooh, I'm kind of shipping them for this moment." And I'm like, "No, no. I, I don't ship them, but I do enjoy a good tiff. You know, when someone can bring it back to you, and you can have that back and forth yeah. sort but of conversation. It's also they." in a way, are very, very similar because they both, they're very strong people who always have conflict with good and evil. And it's those two kind of personalities going against each other. Like, and hey, now look Emma's in the not there to kind of be the buffer between them. Yes. Now they're just like, boom, boom, boom. And they're two alike that they're opposing. Yeah, and it's like they just, they both want to help Emma, but they have different ways of going about it. And so when they go see Zelina, you know, they learn that, you know, They learn what they need, which is something that's personal to Emma to get you to get the portal to open to where she might be and get you there. But Zelina's like, well, you got to take this wristband off of me that's stopping me from doing magic to help out. And Regina's like, we're not releasing you into the world. Sorry, girl. Bye. And you cry completely (laughs) rational. Yeah, which is completely rational. I would not let her that crazy. And this is where it's like fun to have a girl and guy go at it because you see the woman's perspective of like how to do things the right way, and then the guy's (laughs) perspective of like we're just gonna rush into things and not think the plan fully through. Let me just hand her the wand. Yeah, because what are you thinking? And he goes to Henry. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, he goes to Henry, and it's like Henry, you're the author. Like just write the magic out of your mom. And he's like, I, I, I I broke the pen. Like, I don't want that power. I, I ain't got time for that. His reaction was like, we what? Yeah. <laughs> He's terrible. Oh, but then, like, Hook immediately talked him, him into, oh, so you're never going to do anything bad? It was almost like 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 the peer pressure of, like, high school. Of, like, oh, so you're just going to be this goody two-shoe all the time? <laughs> Come on. Why do you have to listen to what your mommy says? Grow up, Hook. 
No, but I found that actually really funny because as childish as it was from Hook, it was very teenager-like from Henry Yeah, to, yeah. to go against that and be slightly rebellious. Tap into those hormones and make him be angsty teenager. Can I say, for the first time in between a season, it doesn't seem like Henry's age too much. So it well, makes a little bit more sense to me that this is like immediately following what we saw at the end of last season. So I'm like, yay! The I, people, think, I think we're good growing. now. He got past the point of like no, the hard part of puberty where you go from looking like a little boy to a grown man literally overnight. So I think we're good with him with the aging yeah, his stuff voice for a while. Is, you know, we're not hearing too many squeaks in his voice anymore. He's just gotta, you know. Yeah, the just, hardest part of puberty is kind of past. <laughs> yeah, the hardest part is over. It, everyone has gone through it. Um, so Henry and Hook have this plan to go break Zelina out of the little prison cell in the bottom of the hospital ward with where all the mental patients go. It's um, amazing how many people can break out of that. Yeah, and it's amazing how easy it was for them to get cast. Like, oh, I spilled my Coke, and then... Was it Coke? It was like a slurp or Did you guys... Because there was that one patient who was sweeping, who was mopping, Who's and then like, we lingered on that person's face for a little bit, and so it kind of made me feel like maybe this person might come into the picture later, or did am I overthinking? I, I felt the same way. Prediction. It was is I felt the same way. There was a there it was weird. I wonder who the that eye is. contact that he made eye contact yeah, and then and Hook was like shh and like so Hook I, I don't know if Hook knew who he was, but he knew he wouldn't say anything because Hook didn't freak out by him saying seeing him. He just kinda was like shh and then moved on. So I do think and, and usually directors they'll they'll give you those little clues, especially in a show like this. I think you're absolutely right, T. I think that uh yeah, Something. he's gonna come back. He's yeah. got super long hair. I think he's in disguise. I don't yeah. know what he is. And you guys let us know what you guys are thinking. Marissa is online right now in our live chat role on YouTube. So if you're watching us on YouTube right now, you can actually chat with Marissa and yeah. show, tell her what you think some it. predictions are. And maybe we'll have time at the end of the show to read those off. And she'll be letting us know what comments you guys are leaving as well. Mm-hmm. Keaton, focus on me. I was People say Meredith, Meredith will be around more, but we'll get to her. That was yeah. Yeah. Why? Who thought that her. was Corbin Blue? <laughs> I'm sorry, it was not Corbin. It's in the Disney family. <laughs> in the Disney family. I would love Corbin Blue to come on. He's great. Um, <laughs> I think he's kind of busy. So once they finally get into, well, once Hook gets into Zelina's room, he's like, "I want to make a deal with you, but I need some leverage." And he takes out the potion that Regina gave him to take out Cora's heart this is, with. This is a real throwback. So long ago that I forgot that this happened that he never actually did it. Mm-hmm. And he puts it on his hook and he's like, Hega! And <laughs> boom, explode. Like, girl, you can't touch my heart. Um, and it turns out that Zelina had put a spell to protect her heart because she knows how important hearts are. And with her family history of hearts, good on her for thinking ahead of the game. But I want to pass it to Marissa because she did pick out a great continuity error and I would be very interested to see what other people thought about this. Okay. Okay. This this bracelet that is supposed to suppress Zelina's magic, her powers, her abilities, whatever you call them. And then to have Hook try to take her heart and the magic is still there protecting her. Like, I thought the whole bracelet canceled all that. But... We were talking yeah. while we were watching. That was a pre-existing magical spell that you curse on Maybe it just prevents yourself. her from using from that. using it for future because it suppresses her magic. It doesn't absorb her magic. 
So I, the way I understood how this is possible is that she already put the spell on her heart eons ago, according to her. Mm-hmm. And you can't just undo someone's spell with magic. They have to be the one to sort of undo but, but, it themselves. But the the bracelet is preventing her from actually doing magic. This is something that's already on her, so yeah. it's not gonna it's not gonna stop any magic that I think that bracelet's cheap. Then they need to upgrade. Yeah, I mean, they and the fact that she could slice her own hand yeah, off. Yeah, come on. Like, what was mean, that? That wasn't even magic. That was just like he had a very sharp blade. That's all I'm saying. And she wound up because you know I watch a lot of like stuff. You doctor stuff. It's not easy <laughs> like, to go through all those bones. Like you gotta really be forceful and willing to do it. Like it takes a strong person to chop off their own hand. I'm not saying that it's something I would do, but I have mad respect for someone who's going to just chop off their own hand. Of course, she also knew that after she chopped it off, she was just going to magically grow herself a new hand. But in life, could you imagine chopping off your hand? Like, no, the kind I kind of liked my hand. Like, Thank you. 127 hours. What's that movie? Yeah. James Franco? 127 hours. Yeah, 127 <laughs> and that was an arm, not a hand. Yeah, so but I'm like just like, stick. you know what? Girls mad strong and pregnant too, so you don't mess with pregnant ladies. That's just what I'm saying. Maybe it was the adrenaline as well. Yeah. Not that I'm rooting for Zelina, no. Ugh, yeah, so the basically they set it up so that Zelina can escape. She now escapes here and she goes straight to Robin Hood and disguised as Regina, which I was so happy that as soon as Robin Hood kissed her, he was like, Zelina? Ew. Oh, like, I know. Girl, okay. your breath nasty. Yeah, no, this ain't Regina. Okay, <laughs> watching this. I, I gotta give it to the editors and writers or whatever. Building up, I'm like, just make out, please. You know, like, I, I need Outlaw Queen right now. And then it happened, and then immediately, you know, it turned out to not be Regina. I I'm knew, saying, I knew something was fishy. I'm, I'm, I'm glad there was, Robin I'm glad was, there was a romantic guy, moment, but I'm, I'm mad that it wasn't the real Regina. That's I'm sure true. they're doing just we will I I project we will get a lot of outlaw I loved it when they were in the in the cell and Regina was like oh no don't touch my man yeah (laughs) slap that hand away Regina's very territorial with her loved she ones. Has every right she has to be. every right. No, I love it. I think it's great that she's it's territorial. Like a, like she's territorial with Henry, like Jerry too. Springer. She's like, my sister tried to sleep with my man and got pregnant with a baby. <laughs> like, like, I also tried killing my mother, too. Straight up Jerry Springer. Yeah, their family should be on a Jerry Springer episode. Um, so now Zelina wants to offer a trade to Regina. They meet up in the middle of the streets. This is like the Wild West in Storybrooke, okay? Every big like showdown they have happens in the middle of the streets and it's, it's like, like high noon and it's like a ghost town no, and the leaves you know what it's like? that, it's, that angle the every, camera crane it's like west moment. side story i just want to be like <laughs> yeah it's like they like come in. it's the sharks yeah. and the jets you know they come walking up and they're just like all right i got my guy here and i'm holding him with my magical new hand and you have your posse behind you and she's got the one she's like what we gonna brawl or what sis <laughs> it's just so great it's not the first time that they met up like this in the no, street no it's not everything that happens happens in the middle of the street where it's like, is everybody no cars are driving by in like, storybrooke the next time it happens i want a car to come rolling up and everyone has to go like pause and like back up and like, car, car. like, like when you're playing when you're kids yeah. and, like you're playing in the street yeah. all of a sudden somebody goes car 
just gotta scatter, scatter and then, you and come then they back come back and like, game on, game on. Okay, where <laughs> were we? Good. Resume. Yeah, so I think that would be a great point for the writers to put in there. Mm-hmm. They should listen to us. Well, because they did kind of start, like, I feel like they're starting to poke a little bit more fun at, like, at themselves. Yeah, kind of how silly sometimes the show gets. But, I mean, we love it for all the silliness it is. But if they continue to do that, I think I'm going to love the show even more. Like, because it's just, like, just be honest with, with yeah. the show. Like, you know, you don't have to, like, crack jokes every time. But, like, come on. Yeah. Like, it's it's great. It's, it's awesome. And in this moment, in this big showdown in the middle of the streets... Did you guys start to feel bad for Zelina? Because nope. she, when she starts talking about, um, you know, how she needs the wand, she's like, I will give you Robin Hood if you give me the wand. I'm going back to Oz. I just want to be alone with my child. This is the one thing in life that will love me. And I don't want you guys infiltrating their mind and making and having my child turn against me. And Regina, you keep getting everything you want. And I just want this for me. I, you know what? Okay. I do feel bad for her. Nope. I do. Nope. I do. This is why she was just trying to go. She was trying to go. And I'm just, I, I thought she had left a season ago. Like I am ready to be <laughs> done with Zelina. No offense, but sure. Let her take her baby, get her out, less blood on your hands, whatever. So it's it's it is frustrating that they have to keep her with them to do anything. But it's gonna be interesting to see what influences she has, I think, on Emma because she is with the crew, and I think that's gonna be to their detriment that they did bring her with them. Because I don't think they really need her anymore for the wand, because they're gonna go find Merlin. Mm-hmm. Like and they're gonna get to where they need to go. I just I wish there was another way to just be like like where's the, where's a the magical broomstick that you can just put Zelina on and send her off to Oz? Come well, on. she doesn't need broomstick. She just needs a portal apparently to get to places. Well, my thing with this, there's not enough portals no, around. My thing with Zelina is that I mean, compare her to Regina, and I don't want to, but we're gonna have to for this. Regina, all these years, she's she's tried over and over again. She's failed and failed and failed, and but she's always came back stronger. She has worked hard to be a good person and earn the respect of everyone and and you know for that mutual respect and then Zelina has always I mean granted she didn't have the support system but Zelina has always taken shortcuts and she always wanted that instant gratification and she's like why did I didn't get this she she's more easy quick to whine about things that she didn't have to compare to the things that she never actually worked for so Oh, I'm like off. reading. Somebody brought up Peter Pan. Thank God Peter Pan is not back. I, he, <laughs> well, he's, he's kind of busy. The, on he's, he's on heroes. Yeah. He's a hero now. So. Yeah, he's a hero now. <laughs> yeah. uh, but I wanted to keep talking about Selena a little bit because I I hear what Marissa's saying and I understand that. But I also think that the whole point of this show is giving the bad guys the chance to be, be good. good. And with Selena, she's done so much bad and. Like unforgivable, unforgivable things, and all all along those lines. But at the end of the day, like she's saying, like I just want to go and be with. I'm now bringing something into the world that will love me 100, percent and I just want to go be with the baby. But then I was like, but you can't take your child. Away. It's Robin Hood's child too. You can't just disappear on him. Like, what if he wants a relationship with his baby? Really, Robin Hood? Really? I mean, Robin Hood's a good guy, so he's definitely going to want to be a part of that child's life, even if it's with a mother that he never wanted to have a baby with. And even if it's with the mother who said it wasn't even really good. Yeah, I mean, she did take a couple blows at Robin Hood. (laughs) Lies. Lies. I think that in a story where there's, like, redemption to be talked about, that in this moment, I did feel a little bit bad 
for Zelina just because you can see the hurt and what kind of drove her to being the person that she is today and the jealousy which we've seen and I know that kind of contradicts a lot of what I said because someone tweeted me earlier today talking about how we always bash Rumpel and how you know we're not well not all of us but how I don't believe in his redemption <laughs> but I think he was the dark one so that's but again <laughs> Also, Rumpel has, we've seen those moments where he has legitimately tried and put in effort to be good. So that he's always given us a reason to root for him, whether or not the outcome was in our favor. But maybe, you know, Zelina's never been, Zelina really, has, Zelina's never been given the chance to show us either. Like every, every, Regina, Hook, Rumpel, all of them, someone had to start off by giving them a chance. I think Zelina was kind of given a chance when she was first involved in Storybrooke, and then she... Well, she was... And she was, because even those... The women, you know, part of that coven that immediately accepted her, she she got jealous and envious, turned green, and then she turned on her own women. So... She did have a chance. She's she's had chances, and she chose the wrong choices. chances. I think everyone has... Okay, so then we have the Cyclones coming, because, you know, Regina tricks... Um, Zelina into I conjuring the I big, conjuring the so storm, good. the twister to take her to Oz, and just it's to, a twister. It's a twister. It's a twister. <laughs> um, and so she uses the the dwarves. Yeah, the dwarves <laughs> run into Granny's. They use Granny's house as basically Dorothy's farm, and they take the twister on a journey to the enchanted forest or to Camelot. I guess is where. They actually are. But, okay, out of all of, like, I love this, first of all, but out of all the portals and all the realms that they've been to, how, what were the chances of actually opening up the correct portal to the correct place that they really wanted no, to No, they had to, to use Emma's and blanket. Emma's thing to take it to her. Because, remember, the whole thing was oh, that... You're right. Yeah, I'm getting too Because Zelina was weak after she cast the thing, so then they were able to... Put the band, the wristlet back on her. I oh yeah, because Zelina just opened a doorway. Yeah, and she then opened they it to used Oz. the blanket to get to. Yeah, because she had the trinket go. that was Oz, so she opened it to go to Oz, and then they used the blanket to redirect it basically right. to where Emma. No, is. okay. So there was role, a lot of cooks in that kitchen. Yeah, no more sharp objects wanted. around Zelina. Everybody, yeah, no more sharp she, objects around. Because girl will cut off her hand. <laughs> just seriously, but. Well, the other thing that I absolutely loved about this whole like twister taking off thing was that the dwarves come in and they're like, you know, they they finally stand up for themselves. We want to go on an adventure like, too. You keep leaving us behind and leaving us out of things. We want to go with you. We're not leaving your side, Snow White. Like, come on, give us a chance, type of thing. And I was like, this is another point of them kind of making fun of themselves because the dwarves will disappear from episodes for like three at a time, and you're kind of like. Where is Leroy at these days? Like, <laughs> is he working on another show? And you know, they kind of poke fun at this. And they're like, "No, we're coming with you." Yeah, and Leroy's like, "Oh no, I fixed my contract. I'm gonna be here in <laughs> yes. every episode. I will be going on this adventure. We're going to be involved this year, okay?" Um, so then, that's how they basically end up in the wonderful world of Camelot. Um, Camelot. I know. I swear, I know what we're talking about. Um, and then, so now we're into. Meanwhile, in Camelot. Emma has shown up, and she is hearing voices, basically. The only way to describe it is that the darkness that's inside her is... She's manifesting she, it as as, as, Rumpel, as, right? yes, as Rumpelstiltskin, but it's basically something that 
every dark person has within them is this voice that's the like evil the devil on yeah the little devil where's on the archie hopper we need his voice not rumple's voice i know right we need the we need the good and the bad on her shoulders we don't need just the like, bad <laughs> yeah like mary margaret no, we need like nice. the, the angel and the, de- and the devil uh-huh. yes there we go oh so like before i forget too we should talk about how the flashback scene um at the yes. beginning of the episode minneapolis 1989 Emma has lived literally everywhere in the United States of America, except maybe California. Emma gets around. Emma gets around. So she's like, what, maybe eight or nine in yeah, this Yeah, she's flashback? young. She's, she looked young. I have no perception of how old kids are, because I'm just not that person. Um, and she's going to see the sword in the, so- in the, sword in the stone. I can talk, I swear. Um, which, of Great course, movie. is a Disney classic, and I was so happy to see it up there because it was literally one of my favorite movies watching growing up, just because of all really? the magic that happened. That yeah. one was one of your favorites? Yeah. I, mean, I, I loved when he turned into a squirrel and, like, ran around. Like, And I, then the female squirrel chased him. Yeah. And yeah, no. Like, I, they turned to fish, and they're, like, swimming around. All right. I, I do have to mention this. Like, I'm obsessed with King Arthur and Camelot and all versions and alliterations of this story, and I just read Camelot a week ago, and King Arthur, so I'm really excited for this. Yeah, so she's sitting at the movies. She steals some candy out of a adult's jacket pocket and is like, ooh, I'm so excited to watch the movie now. And this usher comes up to her and is just like, don't do it, Emma. She's, she's like, like, what? She's like, I'll give the candy back. Like, <laughs> it's not that serious. Um, and he's like, no. Um, he gives her basically a warning that in life, bad things can happen even when you don't mean for them to happen. So just do the and, right thing, right? Yeah, so do, do the something right thing. for right reasons. Yeah. yeah. And that at some point in her life, she'll have the opportunity to remove Excalibur from the stone and to leave it alone. And I was very confused about that. Until we saw the part with um, King Arthur. King with just Arthur at the time. Sorry, Lucy. And Lancelot, when they make it to the sword, and Sir Kay beats them there, and it's like, I'm t- it's just <laughs> a prophecy. Poof! <laughs> yeah. <and he> just- <laughs> that was awesome. <laughs> Can you hear his teeth? <laughs> to be honest, guys, when that, I, I was like, I was like, oh, you better be careful, you're gonna get electrocuted, and I was thinking that was gonna happen, and then he just exploded, and he goes, Oh! <laughs> I'm expecting him to, like, turn into dust or something and, like, crumble or something like that. He just no. poofed away. And they had like, fun with that one. Like, <laughs> what the heck just happened? Um, Don't so, touch it. So then, that didn't happen in the movie. If you couldn't get the sword out, you did not go poof. Yeah, you didn't go poof, so I wasn't expecting that. Um, so, basically, then Arthur goes up and pulls out the sword, and it's missing the tip, and then you see on the sword that it's actually the dagger's design, and then cut to the dagger, and it's like, oh, yep, that would fit perfectly right there. They go together, so the Usher's movie theater prophecy did come true. Emma just didn't realize that she was taking the sword in the stone when she was doing it. My thing is, if we are to go with the actual lore of King Arthur. The sword that King Arthur takes out of the stone is just a sword to prove that he's going to rule the kingdom. And then Excalibur comes later on when that sword gets broken and he has to go to the Lady of the Lake and the Lady of the Lake gives him the sword. That's Excalibur. Do you think the Lady Mm. of the Lake is That's the story. 
Or well, no, we met the Lady of the Lake in season oh, we two. Did. Oh, I yeah. think it was. Gosh, that was so long ago. Yeah, it was so long ago. It was just it was one episode, and we kind of went in there, and we were like, "Oh, are they going to explore this more?" And they didn't. They didn't. So and then it was season what? The three possibility when we saw? is there. So that makes me think the dagger, the the sword that they pulled from the stone, and also the dagger that's that's not Excalibur. If they're going to go with the the actual story. So my question they is: take liberties if, if the sword like had been whole when they did it, because Arthur also was like, "Look, we're not going to tell anyone that the sword's missing the tip because people need to know that I am the king." I know that sounded kind of dirty, and Keaton kind of started laughing, but we're not that kind of show. Um, so he's like, "We're just going to keep moving on. We're going to tell everyone we found it that I pulled it out, and everything's fine." Meanwhile, if the dagger Mine part, the gutter, yeah, man. if the dagger part had still been on there and he pulled it from there, what does that mean that well, he I, would have the full dagger? So I, I feel like the sword was broken off to create the dark one. It, it makes sense, and I think Merlin has a lot to do with it. Okay. I think mm-hmm. Merlin put the sword there. Merlin was the one who told him to go get that sword. Merlin also is the one who can is the only one who can help Emma and like take away the dark one. So I think Merlin absolutely created the sword, split the sword up, made the one dagger thing. I, I'm, I'm nervous about Merlin. I'm going to be honest with you. I don't quite know if Merlin's a good guy. Merlin is I up to know. some sketchy and, stuff. And that's the cool thing with Merlin because in all different versions of King Arthur, Merlin could either be the one you root for or the one you have to watch. Like My- He's the most questionable. My favorite version of Merlin was from Kid in King Arthur's Court. You guys remember that movie? <laughs> I loved Merlin in that movie. Oh, my my favorite was so great. the BBC version Merlin. Such a great show. That was a good show, a too. Merlin? Um, well, it's funny that you brought up the Kid in King Arthur's loved Court, that. because when the movie came on, and it was the Disney classic, I started to write, showing on the screen is a Kid in King... Nope. Nope. <laughs> nope. Sword of Stone. <laughs> so... Uh, Clearly, that's where my mind went when I thought of Merlin. That boy was so cute. (laughs) So, back to Emma. She's just coming to this... She's like, where am I? What's going on? I'm in rags all of a sudden. I'm out of my leather jacket. Thank God. Um, Leather so last season, guys. But her outfit was kind of awesome. As ready as it was. I miss that. Her hair looked like... Her hair was... Her hair was was not a You need to blow out real quick. (laughs) I think even, like, her face kind of looked like crap. And it's done on purpose because she's fighting with this darkness. And you can see that it's taking a toll on her body and her image and everything. Well, and you saw, like... I think it also is because she just kind of came out of the goo... So she was all wet. <laughs> the black goo. goo. The black goo. The black so, goo. Uh, but because the next Dark day, goo, her I hair had. dried and it looked a little bit more on fleek. Yeah. If Blake were here, he'd say that her weave was not hot right now. He will be back with us. Yeah, everybody. Blake will be back with us starting next week. Um, so Emma has, I don't even know what to call, are we just going to call him Rumple? Kind of, but uh, yeah. it's not Rumple. The voice of Rumple. Yeah, she has the voice, the dark yeah. voice, I think the dark it's hair. The dark one. I think it's the dark one. I cannot come to grabs with calling Emma the dark one. No, it's not no. Emma. No, oh, Rumple the, is the okay. dark one. So the dark one so is the influencing. Dark one is influencing her thoughts and getting in her head and telling her that she needs to find Merlin and you're lost. You need directions. And Emma randomly comes across like a guy who's minding his own business and she asks for directions and he's like yeah for 
two pieces of she silver. She goes all dark Vader two, on him. Yeah, for three and yeah. four. The the force comes within her, and she's like, "I'm not doing this." Yes, you are, dearie. Um, Magic and, has a problem. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> and then she's like, "Ah!" and she freaks out, and the guy runs away. Um, and then he basically tells her to imagine this place, and takes her to where the wisp are, and the wisp will guide her to Merlin if she whispers to it. And we all know that the Wisp came into play in the movie Brave. So who do we expect to see nearby? Good old Merida Can I is hear? There. I saw that picture that you tweeted of Kathy Kelly's reaction to your, your Scottish accent. Can I just hear it, please? I've it's been, so like, bad. Can I, I just, see, let us know. Give me a little. Give me a little. If you had the chance to change your fate, would you? <laughs> it's so bad. <laughs> I think it's gotten worse since I did it last year. (laughs) I really need to practice. I'm going to practice and I'm going to get good. It's okay, T. You can work on that and we'll take over. Yeah. I'm not even going to try. Nope. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So good on you. Can we talk about Merida? Yes, let's talk about Merida. Her hair was way too orange. It was like bozo orange. It was just too much for me. I wish it would have gone a little bit more natural. I Okay, so the biggest thing with me when people use hair that isn't their natural color is the eyebrows. Because if the hair doesn't match the eyebrows, then I know clearly it's dyed and Merida is a natural redhead. So not saying that she needed to dye her eyebrows red, but it was just like her eyebrows just didn't match with how bright the color of the hair was. Maybe mm-hmm. the hair color her was complexion. a little dark. Yeah. It was the complexion. Yeah. Like, it she's, needs to be a she's little beautiful. Darker. She's a beautiful woman. I'm not even questioning that it was her hair didn't match with her skin tone yeah it, it just and it was all putting especially in a very dark saturated greenish gray forest yeah she did not she was a she was a sore thumb i'm not really happy honestly with the the casting choice for merida i i don't i i think she looks a little too i understand it's not like right after the movie but i think she looks a little too old Mm-hmm. And I also the, the the hair eyebrow thing. She's obviously not a natural redhead, and I just I feel like Merida is is so she's so much more youthful looking, and I I, I don't know there, there's something off with with the way the actress looks. Didn't quite I wasn't. Yeah. I will and, say this though, her accent is way better than mine, yes. so she's winning in that. <laughs> and, but also, you know, we know Merida from the Brave Pixar movie, but this Merida is very is much older. So it's I think we were already coming in with predetermined thoughts about what this character should be like. Yes, and I mean she explains that where we're picking up with her story is that her father has now died. She is supposed to be in charge, but the clans um, didn't really approve of a girl being in charge. So there's like they're fighting each other and they kidnapped her brothers and she's on a quest to find her brothers and bring justice to those who took took them. So it's kind of like, okay, we're seeing a new side of Merida in general because the Merida from the movie is like, oh, I don't want anyone telling me what I can and can't do and you know my mom wants me to be a lady and so she is so young and now we're coming in and it's like this new Merida so I don't know I, I want to give her like another episode I, I'm to gonna decide her, I'm going to give her another episode I'm gonna get, I, 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 I thought we were going to lose her this episode yeah, I, I was like we're going to only have Merida for one episode okay I think it's, it's interesting how they establish Merida that she has darkness within her when 
first of all, this, I mean, granted, it's her first episode. She's seemingly good, but she had a darker motivation for the path she was on. She wanted to kill, not to subdue anybody. So the, the fact that they established that she's dark makes me question if these future episodes we'll see of her, she's actually going to be a darker type of character. I think that it is showing her as like a darker, more adult version than from the movie. But it also brings to question, like, everyone who's, like, on a quest to save someone, isn't it, doesn't it go without saying that you're going to end up killing people to get to the gold at the end of the tunnel kind of thing? Like, someone kidnapped your brother. Well, no, like, I'm just thinking in my head when someone thinks of, okay, this person got kidnapped and I'm on a quest to go save them. Clearly, along the route, there's going to be danger and I'm probably going to have to kill some people to Mm -hmm. get to them because... Those people are going to be stopping me from getting to my object. So it goes without saying that any quest really involves darkness because you have to be willing to kill people to get to what you want. Deep thoughts. I know. Deep thoughts with T. Well, deep thoughts with T. At least she wasn't a bear. That's why you join us. I'm yeah, at least she wasn't a bear. Um, so Emma and Merida are trying to work together. But Emma's a little crazy because... <laughs> Real crazy. We, we the audience see the voice of the dark dark one standing there talking to her but not everyone else does because Merida's kind of like this lady is nutso she's talking in her sleep so Merida Merida gets up in the middle of the night and you know jumps out of there as quick as she can Emma finds out and uses her new found magical transportation which um, is basically just like you know Operating somewhere. Um, yep. <laughs> that was a Harry Potter joke for you guys. That was. Operating. Um, <laughs> so, the process of teleportation, basically. Yes. In the magical realm. Basically. In the less doozy way. Um, so she catches up to her in the Hill of Stones, where Merida has already whispered to the Wisp what she wants. And once you whisper to it, as long as that person's heart is beating, you cannot use the wisp which I like that they said while the heart is still beating because that means that Emma could if Emma was like oh you can't be here I can put a sleeping curse on you or I can like knock you unconscious mm-hmm. but it's the very specific the heart cannot be beating but this is but this is the thing that that really kind of frustrated me with this kind of whole like like setup okay but Meredith said she wanted to help Emma. If Meredith has this wisp for the rest of her life, she can whisper other things to it to help Emma. Like, hey, can you help us find Merlin? Because I want to help my friend Emma now. Which I would have, I think Meredith is honorable enough that she would have absolutely done that for Emma if she just would have gone along for the ride. But no. Well, you know, she has the voice yeah. talking to her. And when you have that in you and the darkness is already in you and then you're like, I think Ultimately, what's wrong with everything ever in life and all problems can be solved is if both sides just openly communicated with the other. You know, if (laughs) If Emma had come over and been like, yo, girl, so I just inherited, like, the Dark One's powers and... I got this dark voice in my head telling me to kill you right now and take (laughs) over, but I don't want to do that. Like, I'm here for you. I'm trying to be a good person right now, girl. Like, I got you, but this voice is tempting me to do some weird stuff. And Meredith would be like, you know what? Maybe you need this wisp way more than me because you're crazy. And then problem solved. But people don't want to be honest and open and share their feelings with each other. (laughs) 
Sorry. That Communication is the key, people. <laughs> I mean, how many times do we say they just need a therapy session with Archie? Yes, it's just like open communication lines and you'll be okay. But anyways, so they don't do that. Merida's there. She's got her arrows that never miss its target. And Emma's just, like, catching them left and right. And it's just making her more angry that Merida keeps trying to shoot arrows at her. Because Merida also knows that, you know, she wants to kill her. Um, and eventually, Emma gets fed up with it. And How like, cool was that, though? It was so cool. Look at all, Because, you know, Merida is always blank, uh, you know, uh, bragging that the, the arrow doesn't miss. And she's the, the best uh, bow and arrow person out Okay, there. Katniss, like, it missed. Boom. <laughs> like six times. Boom. I mean, Merida, I mean, with Robin Hood there, Robin Hood and Merida together I hope both we never meet scene. their targets, so maybe they, we can have oh, a scene no. where they're competing I with each other. Where were you going that. there? I was like, they are not breaking out. Oh, no, out no, no. Like, I want to see, like, an archery contest with, like, Merida being yeah. like, I never miss, and Robin Hood being like, <laughs> little girl, I got you, and then, like, <laughs> seeing who wins, yeah. who's really the best at it. Um, and then we would have a scene from, like, Robin Hood's Prince of Thieves. Yeah. yeah. That'd be a great uh, exactly. Or, like, to Men in Tights, really. Not yeah. Prince of Thieves. Men in Tights. Or even like, Robin Hood with Did he miss? Yes. Yeah. He does, um, so, he does. finally, Emma gets fed up and yanks her clothes, takes out Merida's heart, and the voice is telling her, now crush it, crush it, and just in the nick of time, here comes the Mary Band. The Calvary! Ah! The Calvary. The Calvary, like, Six. Yes. There were six of them there yeah. rooting for Six of Emma. them there, and they're like, Emma, what are you doing? Don't do it. And of course, I had my Emma, my hooker moment with Hook talking her off the ledge and being like, Emma, like it has to be your choice. You can't do this. We're here for you. Um, he said something along the lines. I didn't get the exact quote, but he's like, we have all these heroes and villains together because of you, for oh. you, to help you get through this, and I was like, yes! Squad goals! Love goals! Relationship goals! Hashtag life! Like, it was love almost it. like T-Swift and her squad just came up and was like, shake it off, Emma! Shake it off! Yes, I was just like, this is what the show is about, and I was so happy when Emma, you know, put her heart back in her chest and was like... On her own accord. Yeah, on her own accord. Uh, yes. And was like, you know what? You're right. I have all these people here rooting for me, and it's going to be okay. And they're like, we have another surprise. Come with us. And it's like, oh, look, we brought grannies with us. Awesome. And then inside grannies is all these other people who are also there to help you. And then that's when, like, King Arthur shows up again with his people. And they're like, about time you guys made it here. And they're like, huh? Like, you were expecting us? Oh, you think it's a coincidence? You were prophesized by Merlin to show up here. And Merlin also said that, because they haven't seen Merlin in a long time, but Emma was destined to reunite them with him. Reunite King Arthur with Merlin. Merlin. Prophesized. Yeah, yes. prophesized. So that is written in the words and... Dare say written in stone. Yes. Dare Good I one, say. Marissa. <laughs> My goodness. So we think that everything's like all happy at the end of this episode. And we're like, all right, cool. Emma's still on a good path. We're like, yes, okay, like... Came a couple close calls, but nothing too strenuous. And, and I'm so then, excited, too, about, like, yay, we're going to be in, like, fun costume world. I like, yeah. love when they're in, like, fairy tale costumes. Love it. And then, boom, six weeks later comes up on our screen, and we're like, where are y'all going with this? And poof, we have um, Sneezy and... Um, happy. Happy. 
driving. They're the new sheriff. No, 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 no. I, I thought you. It, oh. no, that wasn't happy. That was no. It was one. sneezy, and I forget who. But they were no. cruising. They're like, we're the new sheriffs in town, and we got a quiet town because you know when the savior and all those people are gone. What if Storybrook is just a normal town? Um, but they're like, actually, poof! Everyone's back in their story gowns, storybook gowns and stuff. And Emma's back and she's now dark as heck and you're like, what did you guys do? You messed up, Emma! Like, six weeks has gone by and they failed. Maybe it's what they didn't do that made her mess up. Or maybe it's what Mariner did. Who knows (laughs) what happened, but but Emma says, like, I will punish you. You guys failed. I have the dagger that, oh, she gave Regina the dagger out in the um, Hill of Stones, and that was a great moment for um, everybody. Yeah, for Swan qu- Song Queen for moment. all Regina fans out there. Um, well, just because Regina is the only person that's like not directly related to her and like doesn't like fully love her, so if she has to kill Emma, she will. She will do it. And and Regina is good enough that she would sacrifice her own uh, self and become the new Dark One if she had to. I to love this. So hard. Save everybody else. And I just loved how Emma said it's like, I saved you, I need you to save me, and I need you to be the person who's willing to do what others can't. I was like, yes, to get to that point in their relationship after all these years and after all that they've gone through together, it's like, yes, I love it. I love it so much. It was a great moment. But now we're like, where does this leave us? What happened in those six weeks? I'm sure it's going to be uncovered throughout the season weeks. as we're like leading up to everything but Regina looked gorgeous in that yeah dress, Regina so. looked hot what? Emma looked amazing in the dark when she's dark she and like her hair's like white, white. And it's mm. like oh it's like granny white on fleek right she's there she's good at being bad I kind of yeah. like like her a little bit like you, bad did you notice her voice was significantly lower oh yeah, yeah. She was I was like, like I couldn't tell if she was sick at the beginning of the episode or no that was an yeah. acting choice part of me like, wanted to give her a cough drop at the beginning of the episode <laughs> Seriously. but then I was like no she it's a choice but I think it was an acting character choice to lower the voice make her sound more serious more threatening and in, in that way yeah well we're quickly running out of time so before we do that marissa i know you have some shout outs that we want to give to people yeah um, thank you guys for watching us on youtube on itunes on soundcloud on anything that you can think of we're on it all thank you long, for supporting it all, all year long summer long bookworm so, we, we are nine three eight five Yes, Riley Bros. So on on iTunes, we we got a few nice reviews in the uh, past few months. Uh, Ziga Zig Ah says makes Monday mornings magical. Uh, five stars and Anon uh, also said love it. And then our good friends at Once Upon a Time podcast, you f- you should follow them because yes. they're awesome too. I met them at RegalCon back in May of 2015. Super sweet. They also sent us a care package they called Big Love, full of cookies and whatnot. And they uh, they say uh, our show inspires them. Well, everybody inspires us. Yeah. So we uh, shout out to uh, them, Jeff and Colleen Roney from that podcast. They are amazing, sweetest people ever. Yes, and thank you guys so much. And we're going to do some predictions mm-hmm. quickly. Really, really so quick. 
Um, I will let Keaton start with predictions. Oh, I kind of threw out a couple during the episode, but um, I wrote this one down earlier, and I think that Zelina will die for good. <laughs> for good! For good! Uh, oh, oh, wicked. That's <laughs> <laughs> so sorry. Uh, Zelina will die for good as soon as she gets, as soon as she has real love. And I think it's going to be a really, it's going to be a tragic, uh, tragic hero, not hero, sorry, because I know she's oh. not here, but it'll be a tragic ending for her because I think tragic. as soon as she realizes that she has unconditional love, I think that'll be done. Done, I like Zelina. that prediction. Oh. Okay, that's, that. I mean, that's a good one for Zelina. I hope that <laughs> happens. Um, for predictions, the, the weird shady dude at the theater at the beginning in the flashback, I want to, because we know. Merlin, the character, can take on so many different forms. I have a feeling that was Merlin in the theater, and then the crazy, creepy dude in the prison when they were trying to break out Wicked Witch, Zelina, the the guy with the long hair, I think that was also Merlin. Drop the pen. And I think Merlin has just been everywhere influencing everything. Boom. I like that. He's the real author. Um, My prediction. My prediction is mostly just because when we saw everyone come back um, at the end of the episode and they're back in Granny's Diner and everyone's, you know, like, whoa, how did we get back here? We don't have memories again. Come again? on. How annoying. Um, but Zelina's there. And what I didn't notice, and I'm going to go back and watch, is if she has a baby bump. Because it's been six weeks. When we saw her last, like, she kept holding her belly, but she's not pregnant enough to really be showing. And I feel like six weeks later from then, she should be showing. So I want to go back and see if I saw a baby bump. If I don't, then I think that Zelina loses the baby at some point while she's over there. And maybe that has something to do with what Emma does to become the dark swan as well. So What if she killed... What if Emma killed Zelina's baby? The the innocent life of a child is like ultimate darkness right there, right? Yes, and her heart has blackened. Therefore, her clothes I, have blackened. I, I just got the chills, guys. I just so, got the chills. You can drop the pen. Too. Yeah, okay, yes. drop the pen. Everyone drop the pen. Let us know what your predictions are. Um, we're going to be on social media all week tweeting about this show. We love it so much. We know you guys do. Make sure you check us out. On, leave us comments on YouTube, comments on iTunes. Listen to us. Tell a friend. Tell their friends' friends. Tell your mom, your grandma, everyone. Um, and tweet us and let us know what you think. Where can they find you guys on Twitter? Uh, you guys can find me on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. Facebook at Keaton Markey. I'll keep it real simple. Yeah, and you can follow me on Twitter at Serafini TV. I did also go to D23 back in August. Um, and the, I did go to the Once Upon a Time panel, and we had Adam and Eddie and Lana, and it was amazing. And, you know, so, and they teased a lot of good things about the season, so I'm really looking forward to talking about it. Yay! And you can follow me on Twitter and Instagram at the Tiana Hobson. Make sure you check out all the shows that AfterBuzz TV does here all week. We do so many shows for you, and they're all free podcasts to download. So check all those out and follow AfterBuzz TV at AfterBuzz TV. Um, we will be back next week with another exciting episode of Once Upon a Time. Thank you so much for tuning in. From executive producers Maria Menounos, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek, and the entire AfterBuzz TV staff, we would like to thank you for listening to the AfterBuzz TV network. To watch or listen to other After shows and post comments or questions, be sure to visit AfterBuzzTV.com. I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this has been a presentation of AfterBuzz TV. Buzz you later! The views expressed herein are those of the hosts only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principals. 